0: I, in the beginning I thought that this would be a, like a question and answer session, but I thought just in case, let me prepare some slides, and I'm <laughs> glad I did, because they come in handy here. The most famous picture in the world at the moment. That's uh, the first slide. Uh, and I knew that I'd be asked about the role of women. And I just want to say that in the in the early months after the revolution, I used to get approached a lot to talk about the role of women in the revolution. And I would always reject these invitations, because I really had nothing to say. There was, I, it wasn't it wasn't any different, I mean, than the role of men. I mean, women and men were Egyptian citizens in the square, acting as Egyptian citizens. There was no difference. There was no difference between women and men, rich and poor, urban and rural. We were all one. And that's why I felt it was redundant for me to go to conferences to speak about the role of women. Now it's different. Um, and I'll, I'll take you a, a, across some slides maybe to shed some light on why now it's uh, it's a bit different. Um, as, as I said it's not working okay so as I said that women were very much there I mean they they got injured as we can see here they got uh, killed. This is uh, one of the martyrs of the revolution we we know of many many cases of such injuries and killings and there's a lot more that we don't know and that's why i mean you couldn't differentiate between women and men they were standing side by side against the regime during those 18 days there was a lot of barriers uh, that were broken barriers of fear as we see here this is a young woman screaming at a police officer in his face so it's not just uh, uh, here, this picture is not just defying power, but it's also defying patriarchal power. And not much was being made out of it because we had other goals. You know, We had a bigger dream, yeah. not just patriarchy. So, uh, as I said, several <coughs> barriers were broken. Barriers of fear, but also barriers of love. And, uh, <laughs> and y- y- yes, actually. And to see this in the middle of the street in Egypt is unthinkable. A woman kissing a man, even if it's her son. It's a bit, for those of you who go to Egypt often would know that it's a bit difficult to see kissing on the street. So as I said, many barriers were broken. And I, I took this picture with my own mobile phone. I'm sorry it's a bit hazy, but if you, if you look at this woman dressed in red, she's wearing a cross, hugging a woman wearing an e-cup. Previously, we would have never dreamt of something this is in Tahrir Square, the building behind us is the American University uh, in Cairo building, uh, which there were allegations that the security forces uh, went up there to shoot at us. So uh, this is a very vulnerable spot where they're sitting. Um, so yeah, I want you to remember that picture, uh, because at the end of the presentation we might need to refer back to it. Now. Mubarak leaves, uh, and less than a month later, we have 8th of March, International Women's Day, and by that time it becomes very clear that women, as typical with all revolutions and liberation wars, are quietly excluded from the processes that follow. So uh, a committee, a constitutional amendment committee was formed, no women. We We have some heavy constitutional experts who are women. They weren't included. A cabinet was formed, women were not included. It becomes very obvious to us that, okay, maybe it was a beautiful 18 days, but maybe we need to look differently at things and we need to go to the square as women. So we decided to go to Tahrir Square in the 8th of March, um, International Women's Day. And as you see here in this picture, there's a very calm conversation going on. Uh, The man, telling her sister you, your place is at home and she's telling him brother I have a place here. I have to make it clear that um, by coincidence this picture has a bearded man but the majority of those who showed up, there were a big group of thugs who showed up that day, uh, they were not bearded. Uh, I need to make that clear in this picture. Um, At the end of the day, we were harassed, we were beaten, we were chased away by a group of thugs. Until today, we don't know who these are. Uh, But we start seeing a systematic attack on women. In the 18 days, not once did we hear of a a harassment uh, case against an Egyptian woman. Of course, we all know about the Lara Logan case that happened on the final day. Um, But we start seeing harassment in the square, which wasn't common at all. We start seeing uh, targeting from the police forces and from the military forces towards the women, to beat them, brutally beat them, humiliate them, sexually attack them. And we started hearing about virginity tests. Samira Ibrahim, uh, she is one of the several women who got picked up from Tahrir Square, brutally attacked by the military, and subjected to a virginity test. Uh, Of course, a, a male doctor conducted this virginity test on her. Uh, he's a military doctor, and he got acquitted in uh, in uh, the military court. She is a very brave young woman because for you to file a court case in Egypt on something like this it's very shameful. She would have to pay a price for a very long time, but she didn't care she She still filed the case in a civilian court and in the military court of course, the military court hopeless. the guy got away with it in the civilian court. the best the judge can do was to prohibit the army from now on to ever conduct virginity tests on women, anyone in their custody. And that in itself was an indication that the judge saw that the military did do that, contrary to their lies and allegations that they didn't, but because of the law, his hands were tied. That's the best he can do. Um, The army's brutality started to become very, very apparent across time, and this was actually—that was very shocking for a lot of people, for a lot of Egyptians who felt that the army was our last bastion of, you know, sanity, and it's—it's it's the only institution that was not touched by Mubarak's corruption and all this. But more and more, it became apparent that no, the army has been touched by that corruption. The army is protecting Mubarak, and. Um, it was very, very apparent in the Maspiru massacre that happened in October. I will not go into that. So, uh, my colleagues talked about it previously. But we see several massacres happening. Maspiro, Mohammed Mahmoud, uh, the cabinet uh, uh, headquarters. Again, Mohammed Mahmoud. And again, time and again, women were always on the front lines. Women were not nursing. Women were not providing the food women were on the front lines, side by side, with the men. I was there, I saw it with my own two eyes, time and time again. So, as you see here in this graffiti, uh, the woman in, in on the wall, her eye is covered because there was a systematic targeting of eyes. And this is not a coincidence, obviously. Um, th- the point I was trying to make is that women were there even when it became military. Um, we start seeing graffiti on the streets that actually uh, show this active militant participation of women, I'm I'm not sure militant is the right word, but active, let's say, uh, participation of women in the street with the men against uh, militant attacks from the army and the police. I'm very objective, as you can see. Um, In the meantime, Islamists, Political Islamists were very, very quiet, very appeasing. Parliamentary elections were just across the door. They didn't want to make any uh, noise. They just wanted, they were dying that the parliamentary elections happen in peace and so, because they knew that they were the most organized. They are not the majority, but they are the most organized. Um, Many believe that a deal was actually struck between them and the army. I don't know how true this is, but this seems to be a very strong belief Uh, until today with obviously with fights happening between them every now and then. However, I'm sure you've all seen this uh, picture. This picture happened uh, just on the verge of election time. Actually we had started I think the first round of elections for parliamentary elections and we can see here a clear targeting of violence against women again by the army in demonstrations. Now, many of those who did not believe Samir Ibrahim on the, on the tests, on the virginity tests, had the shock of their lives when they saw this. This, was, this is a video, actually. I'm sure some of you have seen it. They actually saw what the, what the soldiers did to that woman. And the fact that she was veiled added insult to injury. Um, the, there, is, there is something about the woman's body that was a red line that the army crossed. They have been crossing it forever, but this time they were caught doing it. And this created a huge uproar. A few days later, we witness what I would call a turning point in the history of women's activism after the revolution. Women started to answer you, Mazna. Women started to see themselves as a category. Uh, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. I wish it didn't have to happen, but it's what happened. so this, this demonstration, it doesn't look very big, but it was actually huge. Thousands of women went to the streets. We start seeing women here in this demonstration. It, it looks as if it's not that big because they were going around downtown. And you see, they're very organized. They left the lane for the cars to pass by. But of course, no cars there to pass. You know, very angry women <laughs> chanting very loudly. Against the military, you don't want to mess with them. Um, so, but you start seeing here the kinds of women who did not dare go to Tahrir Square during the 18 days, but after seeing this picture, and seeing the violation of women's bodies like that blatantly in the middle of the street, they couldn't take it anymore. And this was actually amazing, because we, for the first time uh, since the 18 days, I started feeling the, the spirit of Tahrir coming back again where all kinds of women, all kinds of men are there. Please note that uh, if you can see at the sides, you will note that they are mainly men. And they are um, you know, having their arms uh, crossed together to protect the women from, remember the attacks in March 8th we talked about? The, we expected that there might be attacks again, so the men graciously thankfully they they did this but I want you to remember that because I'm going to refer to it later on um, all right and then of course we have to talk about the instance um, this was during election time this caricature came up this is a woman the woman wearing green and blue she's a, 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 a muzia, an anchor woman in the Egyptian TV and Egyptian state TV, which continued to be <laughs> controlled by the state even after the revolution. And as you see, she's asking a very poor, old, obviously marginalized woman. And she's asking her, um, Mother, aren't you afraid if the Islamists come to power? If they, that they would ban the bikini? And the woman would tell her, What is the bikini, my dear? Is it something to eat or drink? So, uh, very indicative that uh, the the Islamophobia that started to come up uh, was picked up by state actors like state media uh, and all it did really was to divide us even more. Of course, the Islamists themselves did not do themselves a favor because unfortunately, that is exactly the discourse that some of them adopted. And I want here to make it clear that Islamists, uh, like women, come in different shades and colors. There are very, very progressive people who are against uh, oppression, against misogyny, against patriarchy. They're very, especially the ones against patriarchy are rare, but, uh, but, but this is something that they share with the liberals, by the way, and I will come to that. Uh, but on the other hand, there were very vocal Islamists, political Islamists, who said, yes, we will ban the bikini. Yes, you will not go out to work. You, know, you are women, and according to Islam, you should stay at home. Forgetting totally that we have issues of poverty, education, human rights, housing, you know, you name it. And this is what we're facing today at the moment. The the political Islamists are doing the job of their enemies by doing what they're doing currently, which is exactly that. Okay, Uh, again, this is the list, this is a poster of Hezbollah. I'm sorry, it's very bad quality. I took it from the internet. Um, And here you see, the law that governed the political uh, uh, elections of, of the parliament obliged all the political parties to have a woman on the list. Almost all of the parties had women at the end of the list. Here on the Nur Salafist uh, party, instead of having the woman, they put a rose. In their eyes, it's, it's to respect the woman. It's, so she, she's not supposed to be you know apparent to the people outside, but it's very indicative how they, how they think of women. Let me just add that the liberal parties and socialist parties were just as bad, by the way. So it's, it, misogyny and patriarchy is not a monopoly for political Islam. You know? um, all right. I'm sorry for imposing my picture out there, but this was the only picture I had of uh, that event, and this was during the prime ministerial uh, the rest of the the massacre again that happened there. And what happened is that we start seeing new groupings of women forming. Before the scene was dominated by women's rights NGOs, non-governmental organizations. But gradually after the revolution, we start seeing different groupings of women forming. And in this picture, this this was called the Mother's March. So the, the military and the police on one side were killing the youth, and the youth on the other side were retaliating using rocks observed and this was like the third time this happens and all that is happening is that these kids are dropping like flies and we're losing our revolutionary youth and of course it's an unequal unbalanced war in a sense and and what happened is that women started to capitalize on this, the high social capital they have in their role as women as mothers a mother is revered obviously i mean in egypt and elsewhere but I, the place I am most familiar with is Egypt, and, and motherhood is a very respected role. And if you want to insult someone, you insult their mother. And that's, you know, obviously, it's shared by all cultures, but um, in a sense, the fact that the mothers, and this, this place we're standing, it's in front of the parliament. And the chant there, you know, you see women here who are veiled and who are not, not veiled. Some of them voted for the Muslim Brotherhood, some of them didn't. But the chance against the Muslim Brotherhood, who dominated Parliament, were amazing. <coughs> People started; uh, the women themselves started to realize the threat that is being posed to them. Uh, I'm about to finish. Okay. Yeah, this is a picture from March 8, 2012. This year, the big difference is that women, in that year, started to learn new strategies. They started to form new groupings, new types of groupings. They started to forge new alliances with different groups, revolutionary groups, political parties. They started to attack the street as well. I remember there was a very, uh, many years ago, Heba and I were part of a group called the Sher Alana. The street is ours. And it was always. I just wanted to point that that Sara is a young Muslim sister. Yeah. It's interesting. Yes, exactly. Again, because again, you see here in March 8th, 2012, more and more women hitting the street. Again, very different backgrounds, very different ideologies, some of them non-politicized, some of them mothers who didn't even think that they had a political streak in them. Um, And no one dared to touch us this year. And I want you to look where the men are. This year, we decided Thank you very much, we appreciate the men's concern, but we can protect ourselves very well. And we organized, and we had scenarios for when an attack would happen, what we as women would do, maybe with the help of men, but it's not necessary. So again, see, things are changing gradually, and we are learning from our mistakes. We are still committing mistakes, but at least we are learning from them. Um, Okay one before last, this is again another one from March 8th, uh, 2012. Two weeks ago, we had another massacre in Abbasaya. Uh, And I call it a massacre because the the difference in strength and military uh, ammunition is just totally unbalanced. And innocent people die, and even if, I mean, it it started by the Salafist youth organizing a sit-in to defend their uh, candidate, Salah who was kicked out by the presidential committee because he did not qualify for certain reasons. Even if you disagree with their politics, these people were having a peaceful sit-in. They were attacked by the army. They were killed in cold blood by the army. Um, and again, women were there, not just as nurses, but also as combatants and I want you to see what this woman is wearing. She's wearing a niqab, and she's holding a gas canister and throwing it back at the attackers. Um, Finally, this is my final slide, and this is a graffiti stencil. Uh, And graffiti has been one of the new strategies that women have been adopting. If you're interested, go to Facebook and search for Graffiti Harimi. There's, there's a, a group that has formed, that has, is hitting the streets in Cairo now, and elsewhere outside of Cairo, uh, painting the walls with graffiti that pertains to women, women in the revolution. We, we see new, um, new forms of organizing and new strategies of being in the street by younger women. And what this, this stencil, it's a graffiti stencil, says, it, it shows you a woman wearing the niqab, a woman wearing the veil, and a woman who's not wearing either. And underneath it says Nish. don't stereotype me because at the end of the day I as a woman not wearing a veil or wearing a veil wearing an a niqab or not wearing an a niqab, it became apparent to me that today I am under attack whether it is from political Islam <coughs> whether it's from the so-called secular army and I'm afraid to say whether from the revolutionary youth themselves sometimes so I do have a summary, but I will, I will keep it to the very end. I will leave it here. Um, and maybe if you have further questions, I'll address it. Thank you very much.